Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what? We here. What it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei Vio Sensei, 36 Dread Kage of the Music Clan, 10th Tribe of Wakanda, and I am LeBron's eldest son. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all don't know who I am coming off the three-point line, it's Shadow the Go-Tooth Villain of the Wave Navy. If y'all with me, pull your double cups up two times. You know we stepping on that. More 36 time. again and 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 again. We uh <laughs> they was trying to talk shit earlier about my singing. Y'all Congratulations. <laughs> you know, we we just hit the new dojo, so you know, we've been uh we've been celebrating on a momentous occasion. Trapping Shout out the to the clan. <laughs> Shout out to the ones that you've heard from but don't hear from anymore by choice because they make it moves in the shadows. Yeah. So this is a big moment for us. Eventually, you know, we're going to do something special for y'all because you've been supporting all the support that we've been getting from all the fans. No matter where you're listening, you're making what we do here happen. Much love. And we're not the only ones that are doing things and making things happen in this city. We got another return guest. Season three, we're bringing back the voices that you heard in season one. But this isn't really a guest. This is a friend of the show. You've been hearing his voice even though he hasn't been here. Mr. Wave himself. What's up, everybody? How Mr. Doing? Surf in the Lake. I didn't even know the Great Salt Lake made those kind of waves, but you did it, sir. We got Ivy in the building. Ivy, Whoa. how are you, everybody? How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? You know, we've you been know? good. It's good to be back. I like the new place. Yeah, nice. We, like... we we living and sipping. You yeah, know, these couches <laughs> are nice, man. And here, I was like, ooh, it's good to have you back. It's great to have you back at a at a day like this where we have so much going on in the world. So much has been going on this summer that. It's hard to even start. I mean, do we start with L.A. coming? I mean, LeBron coming to L.A. and all the magnificence that that comes from. Even though it might be bittersweet. We'll talk about that. (laughs) We have death going through our community. So we're going to talk about what death brings and how we got to learn and move forward. But we want to start on a more positive note and we want to turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since last since we last had you on the show. What's been going on? Man, I mean, it seems like it's been so many episodes since that's... uh... We've been pushing. Yeah, man, since that's happened. So it's just, I mean, really, it's just been taking every day and trying to move forward, man, trying to keep creating, um, working on albums, shows, trying to just keep those going and, you know, always come up with, like, the next movie, like, the next, you know, mission or goal to hit, for instance, like, with, like, Wave and hitting, like, a specific goal and dropping that music video or, you know, working on, like, this new album that we're working on. Um, which is kind of just like low key. I've kind of put everything else on hold aside from like, like project wise. Right. And just working on something a little bit more legit for everybody, like to wait for, you know, instead of of just song here, song here, five songs here, or short little like EPs here, you know, try to give something a little bit more to like the people. Right. You know, really craft a a whole meal, not just a snack. (laughs) Give them the whole Thanksgiving, sit on this, feast on this for a week or so. Yeah, I saw I saw you. um, You you doing like packages now. If you know, if people if people buy the package, it it brings a ticket to the shows, the merch. Tell tell them a little bit about that, because that was actually a pretty dope concept. So it was just like a deal. Like if they bought a T-shirt. 
um, like 20 bucks basically got them two tickets to a show, um, a t-shirt, a vinyl sticker, and a CD. Yeah. You better you better sell them. You better, you better yeah. sell them what it is. Yeah, man, so that's what we're that's what we're doing after this. We gotta go drop, <laughs> drop a bunch off, man. But yeah, go make sure y'all hey sensei.com. <laughs> hey, Yo, listen, hey. If, y'all, if y'all need it, send it. Listen, hey, Ivy here, <laughs> Ivy always always coming back. He's always a fan of the show. He's he's always gonna be on the show. We love him. So make sure y'all if, if y'all want his merch, if y'all want to take us to his show, purchase the package. Come yeah, on. Got to gotta support. I'm glad that you mentioned Wave because me and you talked a little bit about it off wax, but I want I'm glad we have you here because Wave just came out making waves, people riding it. But it's a little bit different for you. We we're used to a very traditional sound. We know what we get from Ivy, and then you hit them with something completely different. <laughs> yeah. So what were the reactions to it? What were how did your fans respond to you right. stepping out of stepping out of a circle and doing what we want from our artists because we criticize artists for not pushing themselves or trying something did different but you did that yeah man i mean and i kind of like started the whole second verse with like listen people i don't really do this cop the beat from sniff to keep a move and that's it that's where i like came from sniff sent me a beat and he is a local producer out here uh who works a lot with like drugs trucks game yeah and so um I, I just like his beats. I like the chunkiness of his beats, man. He sent it over, and it was just like, all right, like, you know, I've kind of always been, like, a fan of just, like, stepping out of the zone. Right. Like other tracks, acoustic tracks, things like that, slower songs, singing songs and stuff. And so it was just one more step, and for the most part, I got a pretty good reaction from people, like, Something they could like dance to and bounce around to like the shows to. And so Have I've, you performed it yet? Yeah, yeah, I've hey. performed it. I've How performed did it work it. into the set? How did it... So you close with it, or you open with it. We well, like so when we just did the honey pot, we closed with it. Oh yeah, and we uh, yeah, I mean we closed with it by no choice because what happened was it overrid the system. It bumped so hard that it just overrid the system and threw all the sound out at the honey pot. There you go. Yeah, so it was tight. <laughs> yeah, so so I mean basically from there I just walked off stage, um, and it was like I guess a part of the show, but it got. I mean, we even called it a grand finale. Yeah, yeah, it got a good reaction, you know. It, similar to work, man. Similar to like some of those other tracks where you know people can actually let loose with that energy. I think I think a lot of the fans are looking for that energy on the track. Right. So, so what can we expect? <laughs> what what direction are we going with the album now? Are we going back? You gonna to give what us a did? trap album? Or what's up? We gonna get some we trap albums? Two chains, me and I, Ivy. I guess we're gonna have to see, man. I guess we're just gonna have to see where it goes, man. Um, Holla at me. Yeah, I'll kind of, I'll kind of keep it there. Yeah, keep it nice and short. And yeah, might have to be Virgo season. What <laughs> yeah, you talking about? hey, dude, <laughs> hey, that one, that one is a long time track. Same with summertime people. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple tracks where like we released that one last time. You could only hear that one on episode twelve, by the way. And it's gonna come back with a vengeance. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> wait on it. it. It's one of those ones. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those ones where you have to wait on it. You know, you have to um, build the suspense to the album. You know. Right. Because I'm one of those people that holds a track for only so long, and I'm just like, all right, that's it. Time to let it out. Let's go. And I just like, right now, I'm like, all right, break. I got that same issue. <laughs> my, my producers be telling me all the time, bro, just chill. Just wait your time. When it's ready, you can drop it and it'll buzz. Just. Don't don't do it prematurely. So I feel you on that. I feel you know. That's you, what I'm you doing. You make right it now. and you make so much music, you know, in in a short time period that you're like. Well, the, the 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 joint that I made at the beginning of this month, I I, I need to release yeah, already. How know. am I still sitting on it? Yeah, yeah man. So I feel you. There there are definitely <laughs> tracks where like right now they're burning a hole in my pocket, and I'm just like, 
So since we have you on the show, since we we kind of have to address it, we've talked about it on recent episodes that there's been a turn of the tide in the city. We we had a moment, we had a a, a lot of unity, a lot of movement, but at the same time, we we got to know each other a little <clears throat> bit, and from there. It seems like a little bit of division. Some people got cold. Some people have gone their separate ways. But that might just be our opinion. As somebody who is who is very influential in the movement in the unity, what are your thoughts on the city and what's been going on? I mean, it's a it's similar to like a roommate situation. I mean, we live in such a small lake city to where like, and 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 the hip hop scene alone inside the small city is not. Of, of a grand scale, even though it seems like everybody and their dog trying to be a rapper nowadays, but but everybody and their dog ain't consuming rap yeah, music. Yeah, <laughs> that's per the issue. Personally, it feels just like everyone got up in their feelings, and a lot of egos came through. And I, and I shouldn't say necessarily everyone because, it, but like let let people go their separate ways, you know. I right. mean, the collapse that needed to happen happened, and the reason they stopped was just because, well. Like, the energies weren't good together. And if the energies aren't good together, it's hard to make a track together, you know, in general. Or really build anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially off top. Like, if, if it's already friction from the beginning, like, without real money being, like, <laughs> transacted between two entities, yep. you start putting money involved with... So you start killing people. That's when people yeah. really start getting touched. That's real right. real no, shit. You're not that, lying. That's when people... That's when it really starts, like messing with people's home and how they eat and who's eating at their house and you know what I'm saying and like once you start like messing with cause like I mean I can pick two beats right now that I'm over a thousand dollars into you know what I'm saying and that's that's two beats alone that I've spent a thousand on yeah or like two beats you know split the difference obviously but it's just like there's a lot of money that goes into this rap stuff and it's just like for that product to be like either like if you give somebody, if you make that transaction and that that expectation is not met, you know. Now we have problems. Yeah, we're out here. We're out of our pocket already. You know what I'm saying? And it just happens. And so like sometimes you got to cut your losses, and sometimes like you got to write a track about it. Write a check about it. Write a check about it. <laughs> yeah. check about it man. I've always wondered if if we as artists, because and and maybe for the listeners, we're about to get really introspective for a second, but. I've always wondered as artists if there was a way for us to redistribute the cash flow. Because it seems like as an artist, all your cash flow goes out with very small different areas for it to go in. Like we provide just as much to a track as a producer who has it set up in a way that the audio version has more worth than the lyrics and what's being put down. And what's like, being written. Yeah. Like it provides <laughs> the same value in my opinion, like... Why is it that the the cash flow goes artist to videographer? Like we don't provide a subject for the videographer to make a name off of. Without the artist, you're recording cars or dogs or some shit. Well, I'll tell you this: you're just gonna end up with like pictures on backgrounds of laptops and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? That's and, what I'm saying. And, All they can make is screensavers without us. And here is like the main thing: um, as the writer of the track. I feel like we can we can reach a higher let's say income social status blah 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 if the cards are played right obviously right right say you end up like who are we talking about later say say you say you end up like Drake or somebody like that right like 
Drake, Shout out to Quentin Miller. He made <laughs> he made more than yeah Quentin Miller for instance yeah like writer there you know what I'm saying like look at that writer. He's a more successful writer than he is an artist. Yeah, and he is a he is a name on like the credits and blah 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 and like as far as like being like the artist or like the beat maker I mean I feel like we have the hardest road ahead to make it to success for sure. Beat makers, beat makers. Uh, aside from like b-boys and graph artists you know what i'm saying like there's there are great graffiti artists all over the world that make great art but like there's a lot of people that just get stuck doing it because they love to do it exactly and, and same think, with writers and rappers and and i and i agree with you i i i think i think we have the but i think we have the most upside on the long end you know? sure I, sure i, I agree cause, yeah because you know because like, like you said in order for uh intellectual creation or an idea or you know a, a masterpiece of art to come together you as essentially the painter or the artist or the or the or the whatever it is you have to go out and find the pieces that are going to help your medium get to where your vision needs to be you can't necessarily if you can make a beat that's fine but you can't necessarily make a beat that is going to cater to the way you write you know, that's a that is like all the stars aligning right there for right. you to make a beat that is perfect for the song that you wrote for it that you're gonna sing on it, and that's gonna. And go I feel big, like that's a know? gift and a curse because then you get artists <laughs> like J Cole who can do it, but then they essentially, at least in my opinion, get stuck in a sound because they know as an artist what they want to hear. It's kind of like being a coach and a GM. As a coach, you know what kind of players you want to coach. So as a GM, you're gonna sign it's them right. whether it's good or not. Yeah. So as an artist, you know what you want to hear, but if you're your producer too, you're just going to make the shit that you want to hear. Exactly. Rather than having a producer come in and be like, hey, like when Timbaland sat down, Aaliyah and was like, hey, I put a baby on this beat. You want to hear it? And she was like, this sucks. And he was like, you're just going to write to it and we're going to make it hot. And it became Are You Somebody, one of yeah. her biggest songs. Right. And so, and so, and so, in that, exactly. And so in that, in, in the conversation of what we're having, I feel like the pay, the, the pay to play philosophy is essentially the greatest tool us as artists can use. You know, if we know what product we want, what art we want, what 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 the sound is that we want, all we have to do is get somebody to assist us with that. You know, we don't have to rely on the producer to keep making all these beats that we're gonna pay. Would you say a thousand for? You know, you, he doesn't have to rely on on these artists to, or on these producers to, to pay a thousand dollars every beat because he doesn't know what sound he he has and so that producer is just creating a sound that he thinks is great so i'm gonna just buy that no you have to be like i want this sound hey bro can you recreate this for me and if you can i'm gonna just give you some bread and break you off you know go our separate ways videographer the same thing hey bro i need you to help me create this vision break you off go our separate ways and that's how it should be done but there's an issue with people that think I'm not sure how to do this, so I'm going to rely on the videographer. I'm going to rely yeah. on the producer. I'm going to rely on the songwriter. And then, and then that's like, when you fall into that category of you're supposed to be the artist, but now all your money is going toward you creating your art rather than your you art making money. And right. you can't put it towards promoting it. You can't put it towards marketing. You can't put it towards merch, like how you have a whole package. If you asked out because the videographer taxed you a G and right. the producer taxed the, you not, a couple. Not, not even taxed you a couple of G. He's still taking money off you when you released the joint because you didn't pay to play because he's half the track with you, you know, like y'all were talking. You know, it, it, it's a business. Like, you know, it, it's still a business and you still got to make moves for the trick in the trade. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, obviously, you want to save as much money as possible, but it's just like there's a reason why certain producers have thousand dollar beats. It's just because like that's. That's, that's what they charge. That, that's, 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 that's their that's, product. You, you ain't know? find another producer that can make that sound or even recreate exactly. that slap. Just or like that if we're gonna be songwriters, we, as, as we are, we're writing songs for ourselves for free, you know. Yeah. But if somebody else wants a, a song written, nah. what we gonna tax them? <laughs> that's at least five hundred, Brody. That's at least a rack, Brody. You know, and that's because I know what my art is. So you, so you're right in, the, in in what we're saying. But artists out there, I want you guys to understand. You guys are songwriters. If you write your own music, you are a songwriter. Facts. You don't only have to write your music for yourself. Yeah, you can write. You other can write songs, other people's music. Placements. Get money for it, just like producers are making other people's trap beats. You know. So let's. So what I think we should do is let's take a break for a second and let's listen to. I think you brought a song first. If we want to listen to a a song that uh, a sneak preview because you know that's how we get down on the sensei said so Amen. show and when we come back i want to before we get into the rap sheet i want to pose the question of should we be more accepting of ghost writing and hip-hop as a more acceptable way for songwriters to, to make profit because exactly. we essentially are shunning one of the ways that we could <laughs> all make profit so let's talk about that in a little, once we hear a song that was written all by ivy and sky and then we'll come back with some mo on the Sensei Said So show, 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 show. That ain't work, 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 that ain't work. Just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, don't mean you fool anyone else. That ain't work, 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 that ain't work. Just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, don't mean you fool anyone else. That ain't work. How many times I gotta fucking tell them that I ain't like these other little rappers in the game? Goddamn, every time they wanna talk about the greatest in the lake and they be rapping on my motherfucking name. Goddamn, I'm not that group with a plan. I'ma just shoot for the stance. Who give a hoot if I land? Using abuse when I can't be recruiting and bands. Recruiting and bands, I had to cut them off and I ain't really wanted, but it really turned out to be better for me anyhow. And my circle been small, been looking like a dot closed off. I ain't got room for nothing y'all. Stupid little drama queens, it always bump it. He said that she said, got homies out here that would die for me. You see, we bleed first, then we eat bread. No cheap shit, no cheap shit. Don't cut corners, no leeches. Go tough on them, no weakness. This rap game, we breathe it like that ain't work, 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 that ain't work. Just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, don't mean you fool anyone else. That ain't work. My ties, so I'ma turn. Open mouth, yeah, I will curb. I'm just kidding, y'all be faking. That ain't work, 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 that ain't work. Just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, just because you fool yourself, don't mean you fool anyone else. That ain't work, that ain't work, that ain't work, that ain't work. 
And that was the untitled exclusive hitter from Ivy himself. When the, when the... If you ever want to hear that again before he puts it out, you already know where you have to find it. SenseiSaidSo.com. You already know where this episode is sponsored by Distillery 36. This episode, we actually got brown and silver going, so both of the bottles are flowing. That's how you know it's a dangerous episode of the Sensei Said So show. So continue to support. Thank you for everybody tuning in. Before we took that break, we left you with a Dragon Ball Z style cliffhanger talking about ghostwriting a little bit because this is going to segue perfect into the rap sheet because we got to talk about everyone's favorite ghostwriter purchaser, a purchaser of (laughs) ghostwriters. But... You brought up a great point that we as artists need to think of ourselves more as songwriters. So if hip hop shuns ghostwriting, which obviously it happens, Cardi B ain't writing these bars. <laughs> yeah. Are we essentially taking money out of our own pockets by caring too much about somebody's lyrical ability? Or is that just part of the craft and we just have to take that because that's where that's where the artistry comes from. You can't be a painter, but have somebody else paint your shit (laughs) and then you just put your name on it. So what do we do? Ivy, what do we do? The thing is, it's not necessarily taking money out of your pockets as much as leaving money on the table and wherever you want to get yours, you know, get yours. But it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like a class thing or like a respect thing to hip hop. Um, it's like a, it's like an ego thing. Yeah, yeah you're right. it is, man. I mean, if you look at like all the people who did like their two hundred bars of freestyling, which is like, if you can if you could freestyle for two hundred bars, like it gets you a certain amount of respect. And like, if you look at artists like Lil Wayne did like ten thousand bars, Game did ten thousand or two hundred bars. He might have he might have did more. There's like a couple artists that have done like that specific type of like challenge to prove that they have the lyrical ability Damn, and knowledge. I haven't heard about one of those in yeah. a minute. Remember the 200 bars of freestyle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. No, I, heard, I remember Lil Wayne's. I Lil, remember. Lil Wayne's was like 15 minutes long yeah, and bro, I listened that, to the That was thing. a 30 minute track, <laughs> bro. Long, bro. I was like, damn, man. And I so remember it's just when like, Cassidy dissed Meek Mill and he rapped for 10 minutes no, he really straight. How you gonna How you gonna type in the word rapper and see Drake when like somebody else is rapping? He's just karaoke and the lyrics more or less. You know, that that does bring a good point. And this is what I be telling uh, the artist that I decide to respond to who hit me up very disrespectfully on social media instead <laughs> of going to the Sensei Said So website like we told you told them. and Ignorant. contacting us the right way Ignorant. is don't have me write verses. That's doing nothing for you. Let me write your hook for an exorbitant fee because most of y'all hooks suck. <laughs> and that's what makes the song. So you write your verses, you keep the integrity and just pay me to write your hooks. Right. <laughs> Something like that. We got to come only, to a I mean, compromise. It's, it's, it's not only that, but it's also structuring a song. Like I will you can write. have all the bars in the world, but if you don't know how to, if you don't know when to punch in, when to keep a bridge, when to go to the right. hook. <laughs> it took Sci High to Prince 18 years to figure out how to write a hook. He there? He figured it out. You know, but a ghostwriter would have helped him a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of people just don't know how to count bars. One, two, three, right. four, two, two, three, four, and then structure their lyrics and their punches in between there. And it's just like a lot of people just think that they can rhyme end words or just 
you know, and I wouldn't even say necessarily say N words. Like it sounds cool on paper when they write it and when the like where the rhymes look like they're about to go. But then once you put it on a beat, that rhyme might come on a three. Right. And the other bar, <laughs> the other rhyming word might come on a two, and you're just you have no structure at all. So it's one like, of the things that irks me because only one artist that I've heard can do it, and it's Wiz. But all you artists who it sounds like you can't fit all of your uh, all of your bars into the count, so you use extra one. Oh, it just it really hurts my head. Wiz does it, but yeah. Wiz got a dope voice, so he'd be ending the end of his verse and it'd be running on a little bit. Yeah. And it's cool because he got that swag and charisma. It's the slow style. You right. other artists just sound <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing, and it, it hurts. But you're absolutely correct, and you brought up an artist, so we might as well segue to the rap sheet because this artist has been in the news. Give him, give him the rap sheet. Give him, show him what it is. All right, y'all. We gonna get into the rap sheet. You already know what the rap sheet is. It's everything hip hop. It's everything within the hip hop culture, within the rap culture. So, right now, trending. We got to we 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 got a R.I.P. Triple X. We do first and foremost before we get into Drake's album because Drake. I already know y'all waiting to hear our, our opinion on light skin champagne pappy's motherfucking joint. Pappy. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna call him Poppy. I'm a grown ass man. So he get he get Pappy. <laughs> he a dad, ain't he? He get Pappy. Damn. <laughs> Whether he wanna be or not. Whether he wanna be that that porn star got his baby. So we gonna talk about first we're gonna get into Triple X. Young talent that his life was cut short this year. It was. It, it's a tragic because it's, he's not the first one. He's not gonna be the last one. We have a, a issue with violence within this within within the industry within the hip hop industry. Young Dolph and and um and Yo Gotti's beef, yeah. you know, ended up in in Young Dolph getting shot up multiple times. You she know, Tupac and Biggie. Tupac and Biggie's beef ended up with both of them. Nipsey dying. Hustle slapped the parking <laughs> garage guy. <laughs> The beef with security guards at the, at the, hey, at the award chosen rapper. Hey, yeah. If you open hand slap me as a man, we have a beef. That's beef territory. No, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's straight beef, but not on the same level. You're right. Yeah, it's not. It's to not, not the same level. But, but in case in case y'all are wondering, Florida based rapper Triple X Tentacion that, that, that's his that's his name um, was gunned down right outside a car dealership in Florida, his hometown. And, and and by a, a, an alleged artist, one of them was an artist. <laughs> one of them was a hip hop artist. You know, there 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 was there were um there were just some young gang, you know, some young gang members, violence, street violence. It is what it is. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anybody's character from them. Right. But what I am gonna say is that what they did do was cut an artist with a promising future short. Now the issue is is that when Triple X was killed. There was a whole thing about the young generation coming out and being like, well, he was going to be better than Tupac. Well, he was going to be this and that. Well, he was supposed to be the best, blah, blah, blah. R.I.P. Triple X. They had, they had memorial services in like five plus different states. You know, people were rioting in the street for him. You know, you know, a lot of love and you know a lot of support for him in the city. My issue is with that is where do you guys see a death like this in the hip hop industry, because we've seen let, let's say somebody compared to him like Dollar, 
y'all niggas don't even know who I'm talking about when right. I say Dollar. But Dollar was a young, promising artist that was gunned down before he was able to. Well, let's get Ivy's <laughs> thoughts on the on what happened with Triple X before we, because uh, I got some thoughts on it as well. But Ivy, what? Let us though give us an idea of what what your POV is almost going on. I mean, my point of view, right, is that um, you know this is one of the few, if not the only, music genre that you can get killed for doing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. for expressing your opinion, and so my heart goes out to like you know the fans and the family and you know this young individual, you know himself whether i agreed with his music or not or his like life influences you know that's all that's a whole nother you know realm and like the the biggest thing that i see is like you know the internet's ruthless man mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and as much as people try to pay respects and stuff like that there were also a lot of um negative things that i saw um regarding you know his past and stuff like that and and what it turned out to be is just like a another one of these discussions on Facebook where people just took it upon themselves and how they felt and the, you know, the family and the person who did lost their life really just get shadowed out because of backstories. And he said, she said, um, my biggest concern of the whole situation is like why we ain't found who killed Tupac and Biggie yet, but we did find who killed Tentacion within a matter That's of That's because days. the people who killed him literally went on Insta on Twitter and said, just shot triple X about to go viral. <laughs> so this is my issue with the new generation. I'm glad that you brought that up because is there, I, I found myself not going on world star anymore. I found myself as I got older, not watching videos of death because I feel like we've become desensitized to these things yeah, that I'm there literally is no shame that somebody can murder somebody post that they murdered them and get 300,000 followers on Twitter that day. Followers, following How murderer. dumb are we as a, as a society? How insensitive are we getting that this kid is shot down in his car and there's more people recording his death than calling 911? Like, we're getting to, to points of lack of empathy that we're creating a society of sociopaths. We're creating a society where death is being talked about so much that death is now being attracted because people don't think about karma. When we think about karma, when these kids hear karma, because it's been bastardized. Karma is just everything. Karma, stones, all this energy stuff. It's been it's been trivialized, but it's real. It is. So you talk death, you open death's door, but then now we're starting to see the reciprocation of that. I remember when Takashi went on The Breakfast Club and all of you guys were talking about Oh, Takashi got Charlemagne. Oh, t- uh, Charlemagne caught a L. When all Charlemagne was saying is, "You keep talking about death. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what your intentions are. It doesn't matter because somebody else's reality of you can affect your reality." And then he sees X die, and now he's like, "Wow, I have been trolling." So it's unfortunate that X had to die, but sometimes one has to go for the rest of you to live. So please live. Please death. Please, please don't please let take, his death be in vain. Please don't let his no, death be in vain I'm, because there's been too many. There has. There really has been too many young rising artists that have been even bef- locally. You, you know, you're right. We just lost Sisu uh, in a motorcycle accident. You know, just right. recently, and it's just like the eleven three nine crew. Um, 
you know they're hurting right now like the whole the whole crew you know and so again like these guys are saying please live <laughs> just that's what i'm saying as long as you can make the smart decisions like bring that good energy your way man because that's one of my favorite uh, chapters in the Four Agreements is where it talks about the angel of death and what the lessons of the angel of death. So the angel of death is going to come through your society and take people for you to understand that life isn't promised. You kids in this generation has been has seen and been growing up in a we can do whatever we want without consequences. And the reason why X hit so hard is for the young generation, for the 16, 17 year olds. This is their first real public loss. This is their first, their star. Yeah. Somebody that they identify, not somebody that we put on a platform for Diana, them. You know? They right. put this kid on a platform. He lived his life wild before he tried to be more positive, but then he received what was coming to him because let's, let's say what, I don't want to say what's coming to him because death shouldn't come to anybody, but if you speak what death, he was, what, yeah, what he was speaking upon. He spoke a lot of death. He spoke a lot of, yeah, he did. He spoke a lot about suicide. He spoke a lot about death. He spoke a lot about violence. He spoke a lot about, you know, being being conflicted. You know, he, he spoke a lot of dark I demons. I think, therefore, I am. Exactly, exactly. It's the law of attraction. And obviously... Just because, you know, you scream, you say Bloody Mary doesn't mean you're going to, you know, die just because you say Bloody Mary. So, you know, it, it, it's not it's not an absolute when we come to this. But you guys have to understand, you got you, you young kids that, that love to be rebellious because we went through the same thing. We had odd future. We had we, we had a whole bunch of wild niggas pull, pulling their teeth out and eating cockroaches and hanging there. Tally Crater hung himself in his music in Yonkers when yep. we were in like high school or some shit. So, you know, like. We had artists that were doing this weird shit. Earl Sweatshirt was fucking taking drugs and bleeding out his mouth in music videos, you know? So That video's hard. <laughs> Will you stop? One second. Hold on. <laughs> Sound like Chippy Red. My bad, my bad. So, so, you know, so every generation has these young counter uh, counterculture artists that try and go against the grain, which is, which is fine. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are in the position that you are the artist... Then that that you are the influencer, I feel like you should have some sort of social responsibility to the people that look up to you to let them know that there's better than what I'm doing. I am this way and I'm conflicted and I'm doing this, but that doesn't mean you guys should do what I'm doing. You guys should look at what I'm doing and learn from that, you know? And I and and, and I don't know what triple x fans have taken from his death i really don't you know i was i was only a you know i was only a partial triple x fan when he by the time he had died i hadn't even gotten to really listening to his whole catalog yet you know we lost him too early which is a tragedy but for the fans of him that have lost him and that he was so much too i think you guys need to learn that there's room for the negative in negative space, you can speak upon the negative issues in life and death and tragedy and all that. Do it in a way where but, you're not inviting. Exactly. Those do it in a way where you're looking past that, where you're looking toward brighter, brighter, <laughs> looking toward greater, looking toward the future, looking toward being uh, helping humanity out. I mean, you know, so it's the fat difference between hustle rap and drug rap. You know what I'm saying? And coke rap and shit like that. You know. Um, Talk about the negative and obviously, but don't let it consume your whole, don't let it consume your first three albums. <laughs> you yeah, know don't what I'm let saying? it be your You're being, just living right. in that life then. You're just wallowing out there. But 
But yeah, that, that's that that's Triple X for you. And R.P. Triple X, you know, we have respect for him for the, for the impact that he made in the game, how he, how he did his thing. But condolences to his family. But we need to move on. We got to take sheet. It. Let's take a break first because <laughs> to, to this album. So so when we so we're going to take this break first. <laughs> we're going to listen to some music and then come back and then we're going to talk about y'all favorite light skin niggas albums <laughs> and possibly the death of his career. But let's oh, talk about it. We, we was just bumming, yeah. I was down had to get the bag. Now we got money, yeah. Go ahead, you can ship the tag. You chasing the honey, yeah. Go ahead, cause it doesn't last. You going out sad, you broke boy, I'ma get the bag. I run through your mantle, fucking your dental. Make a few mil, all I need is a pinto. Shape of my future like I got a stanto. Look at my watch in the time presidential. All on the stage and I'm busting the show up. Drop it to me and you probably won't show up. I don't really talk, I'd rather just show you. Run up with father and a nigga with Toast. Ooh, make it look groovy Busting your ass like I'm shooting a movie Smoking the wood, laying in the jacuzzi Watching the hate, man, the shit get some music Ooh, yeah, never go give Shout out the ones that big grind us as kids Ones that was working and shooting on miss Ones that was told that they wouldn't be shit Ooh, we, we was just bumming, yeah I was down, had to get the bag Now we got money, yeah Go ahead, you can ship the tag You chasing the honey, yeah. Go ahead, cause it doesn't last You going outside, yeah You a broke one, I'ma get the bag Whipping the phone, fucking your bitch, man, that shit can get bowing. Yeah, guys, get you snoring. The grind got me up till like six in the morning. Knew they was phony. I was after the guac, they was after some hair. After the money, I was chasing the bread, it was different fans. I was cleaning the block, so I brought up my monster. Never gonna give up, too solid, come rock with. Showing your shot, then a nigga gonna block it. Be for the Glock, I don't even got cocky. Yeah, I'm too saucy, I fuck up this show. Look at my numbers, they always just grow. Look at your numbers, they fell on the flow. Now I make money, don't gotta kick dough. We, we was just bumming, yeah. I was down, had to get the bag. Now we got money, yeah. Go ahead, you can check the tag. You chasing the honey, yeah. Go ahead, cause it doesn't last. You going outside? I had to get it up out of the mud She wanna fuck me and I let my bruh I get the paper, no, she wanna cut Young niggas and we do what we want If she a baddie, then I let her flaunt Pop me an addict cause I need a bomb For the record, I'm the king of the jump Switching bitches like I switch in my lunch 40 water for the poisonous punch I don't tip in if you itching a stunt They don't understand the feeling about blunts I'm the one these demons down on the hunt I keep the haters mad every month I need the paper, count it out I run through your mantle, fucking your dental. Make a few mil, all I need is a pinto. Shape of my future like I got a stanto. Look at my watch in the time presidential. All on the stage and I'm busting the show up. Drop it to me and you probably won't show up. I don't really talk, I'd rather just show you. Run up with father and a nigga will toast. Ooh, make it look groovy. Busting your ass like I'm shooting the movie. Smoking the wood, laying in the jacuzzi. Watching the hate man, the shit gets amused. Ooh, yeah, never go give. Shout out the ones that big grind us as kids. Ones that was working and shooting on miss. Ones that was told that they wouldn't be shit. Ooh, we, we was just bumming, yeah. I was down, had to get the bag. Now we got money, yeah. Go ahead, you can check the tag. Chasing the honey, go ahead, cause it doesn't last. And that was Rags to Riches by Lavish. The new one. Y'all know who Lavish is by now. There's no need for introduction. Y'all know the young man in the camp. He doing things. He making big waves. He making big moves. SenseiSaidSo.com. Make sure y'all click on it. All the new music, all the new episodes. 
Make sure y'all check the music video out for that. Lavish Rags to Riches featuring your very own Shadow, <laughs> the hey. villain. You know what it is. It's doing numbers right now, like 14K on YouTube. So keep supporting the movement and we will bring you the content y'all need to feel a part of the community or the clan. That's what I'm saying. And big shout out to our guest Ivy. He had to go real fast. So shout out to him stopping by, dropping in, bringing that 36 on his own. We gave him a bottle to leave with. So just the perks of the, of the clan and what comes with it. So check out everything he's doing. If you want to hear his songs, they're on the website, senseisaidso.com. That's where you can find the exclusive. So shout out to him. We'll have more from him coming soon. But let's get into what's been really transpiring. As you know, in this show, we talk about society and pop culture. And really the most thing popping right now is the NBA. Mm. I, I put it on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter. If you want to follow me, Music Clan, we back on there. I said, the NBA is like Marvel. NFL is like DC. <laughs> There's just, they lost. There's no coming back from it. So the NBA went through some changes. You know, the finals was basically a culmination. We really got our championship when LeBron beat the Celtics. Realistically, right. Houston lost to Golden State. That was basically it. That we was... had two champions, the LeBron and the Warriors. They played. The Warriors won. We don't care about that because now we have free agency. Mm, the reality TV that is free agency in the NBA. And while we've spent plenty of time talking about the goddamn Celtics— and all the jazz and all these other teams. <laughs> we haven't spent Sensei the adequate enough now. time to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, boy. So for Laker Nation out oh there, boy. tune in to, I think we're episode, I mean, I think we're at minute 56 or something like that. So plug in right now because we're going to really dive in because I guess we have LeBron. It's looking like. You already know via ESPN, via SportsCenter, via everybody and that goddamn mama knows LeBron James opted out of his contract in Cleveland to go to L.A. and sign with the Lakers for four years. What was it $152 million? Yep, 53. And, Give uh, him his mail. Uh, <laughs> and apparently you have an issue with it. What's your issue with it? My issue is that LeBron, I was... I was skeptical on, on the start of LeBron's career. He wasn't finishing enough. He wasn't taking initiative to do, you know, do his little 10. So. But he grew on me. He left. He, 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 he grew up, you know, essentially. He became a man. He got his rings. He did what he needed to to establish himself as one of the best. And so I respect that, and I was on board with him. He even came back to his hometown, got his hometown a ship that was burning his jerseys and shit. That, and, and, he had, and his redemption, essentially. He, he had redemption. And then after that, him and Kyrie had their little falling out, and Kyrie left, and now he gets swept out of the finals. A finals he probably shouldn't even have been in because Kyrie got hurt. But, you know, that's aside from the fact, you know, LeBron is great, and he took his team to the finals. Now, he's just going to leave to go to a whole different team to— and, and 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 I feel like the move wasn't even to chase a ship because the the Lakers aren't a, a, a championship caliber team at this moment right now or within the last couple of seasons at all, you know. So I feel like his move was money driven or was you know but it's it was, not money driven. 
Because so. he could have got more money signing with Cleveland. He should have signed with Cleveland. He should have stayed home. But, but why? But, but but regardless, I think he I think I think he did it because he wants to play in the NBA with the son. That's why I, the, with, with Bronny. I, I I think that he went to the Lakers because he saw the reality that is him playing with his. But son why are in we NBA. overthinking it? Why can't it just be that he is a thirty three year old who has accomplished everything in the NBA you can accomplish? And now he's thinking about post-career, and he's like, why would I spend my last years of my prime in fucking Cleveland? Because he's from Cleveland. This is town. He's the king of Cleveland. But just because you're from there, like, KD didn't go back to Baltimore. Carmelo hasn't played for the Wizards. Like, just because you're from a place, that doesn't mean you want to spend your whole life there. Like, when he came back to Cleveland, his wife didn't want to come back. His kids didn't want to come back. He felt like he owed something to Cleveland. So when he gave them what he felt like he owed them, what is there left for him to stay? So you think that's all he needed to do was just get him one ring and then that was his due diligence and he's done? Cleveland hasn't, the the Cleveland area hasn't had a championship from three of their sports teams in 52 years. Him getting one ring is everything Cleveland should ask for and more. (laughs) They don't deserve it. They but don't they, deserve LeBron. What do you mean they don't deserve LeBron? They groomed LeBron. LeBron is dis- a product and of soon, Cleveland. But as soon as he left, they disrespected As the they sh- should why? because he was a traitor when he left. Why? He was disloyal as hell when he left. Did he, that, But ask yourself, mm-hmm. did Cleveland equip him to win? No. When he went to the championship before he left, they weren't doing anything to surround him with talent. Dan Gilbert is a terrible owner. That's what people forget because... He'd be letting G- his son go to this shit. Be- <laughs> he's, he's never re-signed a GM to his second deal. The D- GM that was supposed to... Uh, David Griffin, who was supposed to be able to mend the Kyrie situation when Kyrie wanted to trade, part of the only reason why Kyrie got traded was because Dan Gilbert refused to sign Griffin to another deal. When Griffin was the only motherfucker that LeBron liked. He was the only dude that Kyrie liked. Nobody likes Dan Gilbert. So Dan Gilbert lets the guy go who everybody likes. He trades Kyrie when you never trade a superstar. (laughs) Kobe asked for a trade. We didn't trade Kobe. We said, it doesn't matter because you're still under contract. So play. Mm -hmm. No, Dan Gilbert, a terrible owner, trades Kyrie for a bunch of broken parts from the Celtics. Those parts break. So... LeBron is left with shit. So LeBron is looking at it saying, I did everything I could. I had one of the greatest, if not the greatest playoff performance in NBA history from a loser ever. ever From a player. We'll just say from from a a player. player, Yes. One of the most remarkable things we've ever seen. And I'm not even a LeBron fan. So I'm looking at it as a LeBron empathizer. And I'm saying, you're 15 years into your career. Your son's going to be in the NBA in five years. You're a billionaire. You want to own a team. You want to do all these things post-basketball. The Lakers signing is him thinking about life after basketball. Because he can still play. Right. He doesn't need to retire. The man just put up a triple-double in the, in the finals. He can play basketball. So he's looking at it saying, I can still make money. I can still make $153 million playing this game. But I can also learn from Magic Johnson. I can be a good father to my kids in the two houses we just bought in L.A. with my kid going to Sierra Mist or whatever college in California (laughs) or high school school, he about to sign up for to be the best player to ever play in California. 
Like he trying to be a dad, a business owner, like basketball is small. And honestly, that's what I love about LeBron is being loyal to these old white men is not his top priority. Cause at the end of the day, what do you mean? These hold old? on, hold on, okay. hold on. We're asking these NBA players to be loyal to teams that aren't loyal to them. Not the We're team. The, not the team. We're not talking who? about the team. The then, city. We're talking about the city. Was Cleveland loyal to LeBron? Yes, they were. They burned the nigga's jersey. Because he was disloyal first. He, they didn't burn his jersey before he left. They burned he his jersey He made a decision to leave for himself. If you're really for this man, you say, we don't like what you did, but we love you, LeBron, and we hope you come back. <laughs> like he did. No, they, Not, acted, they acted like spoiled ass motherfuckers, and they said, you're going to leave us? We'll burn your jersey and rebuke you and stuff like that. Well, fuck you then. No. Absolutely. Because look at Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas looking at like, yeah, the fans love me, but how quickly did y'all fans turn on him and say, well, fuck you, nigga. We got Kyrie. No, we didn't turn on him. The the, the management turned on him. But you're right. But but I see what you're saying. I I, I do understand what you're saying. Because the city, you know, the, the, the city has power amongst these NBA you know they're the reason that the NBA franchises are even making money is the the fans and is the community so i see what you're saying the community hand in hand should have demanded more from the cavaliers organization to help lebron help you know? this man so i do I, I understand where you're coming from there but i feel like lebron is so powerful and and it has so much pull within the within the NBA he can make the moves that he needs to if he if he wanted to stay in cleveland he didn't have to leave he could have got what he, you know, just like he got Kyrie sure, and Kevin right. Love and got a ship. He could have easily got two other two other people in three years and got a ship. You know, but, but you're right. He didn't have to leave. But that's where we're at in the NBA, where the NBA is not the NFL. Players aren't just going to stick around and be in a situation they don't want to be in. It's power to the employee. It's everything we want America to be, where you as the employee get to make the decision that if I don't want to live the rest of my life in goddamn Cleveland, I'm not going to. Fuck championships. Right. Fuck rings. Like, he's not making a decision that's better for him to win. Like, he's not ring chasing because he's literally going to a harder conference. He's going he to a harder division. He already ring chased, though. So you're right. He, he already did his ring chase. He, and he, got, chased, he got his three he rings. He didn't ring chase. He's done both. He's, so then let me ask you this because you because you are a Lakers fan. So, so you, let's this, talk about this it. This is home to you. You know, every time we talk about the Celtics, you know, my heart's in there. And we always doing it. So now this is your team. And y'all y'all happen to we were just talking the other day, you know, the last trade last season about about Kyrie coming to my team. Now look at us next season. Now we're talking about LeBron going to your team. It's almost like the <laughs> sensei said so show is destined to be great. We're destined to be great. So let me ask you as a fan. Prior, before LeBron even got to L.A., many years as a fan before, you know, in L.A., before any, any, any people were really doing, doing crazy shit. How do you receive LeBron in L.A.? So LeBron signing with our team has been one of the most bittersweet moments for me as a Laker fan. Because on the surface, we might have signed definitely top five greatest basketball player of all time. So I feel like I should be more excited signing a top five greatest basketball player of all time to your team. And then also with everything that happened in the playoffs, I went from somebody who could care less about LeBron to a LeBron empathizer. Now I'm asking myself, am, have I now become a LeBron fan? Because I didn't want LeBron to start out because I'm a Laker fan through and through. And 
we were on a path to be great eventually. We were on the same path the Celtics were on when they fleeced the Nets and traded Paul Pierce and KG for all of the Nets' assets, which started the rebuild. So I was looking at it, and I'm saying, if we don't mortgage the future, we're on a path to be great when the Warriors stop being great, which we have to talk about the Warriors in a second. So now that we bring in LeBron, I've thought to myself, I have two sides, an objective side and just a super fan side. And I'm choosing, so I'm going to say it on wax, that I am purposely choosing to leave my objective side and go completely troll fucking fandom. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. This is a child's game anyways. This is all this is all fake. So whatever. LeBron coming to the Lakers. LeBron the GOAT. Lakers have four of the greatest players of all time of the top five to walk through our doors. Kareem, Magic, Kobe, LeBron. So Jordan, <laughs> come out of retirement and join the Lakers. Oh, wow. What I'm interested in is where do we fit in the West? Because basically we're a top four or five seed. No question. Right. Now it's just with the signings we've made, I hate the Rondo signing. But <laughs> I like that Rondo and LeBron get to, get to teach Lonzo. Of all the players for Lonzo to get tutelage under, Rondo and LeBron are probably two of the four players I would pick outside of Magic Johnson, who's already on the fucking team, <laughs> and Jason Kidd, who right. is unemployed right now. So he <laughs> might as well be an assistant coach or join the Sensei Sensei <laughs> sure, podcast. I'm sure he got his resume in somewhere. So if we can manage to keep Lonzo, keep Kyle, keep Brandon, and Josh Hart, he's cool. But those three in particular, and groom them, then next year, when Kawhi becomes a free agent, let's go ahead and sign him without even having to trade for him. And now we're looking at a win-now situation. Max while, deal? You talking about Max deal and Kawhi? We have, we have the money if we get off of Luol Deng, get off of some of these other contracts. Like KCP is a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, Rondo's a one-year deal. And Lance Stevenson's a one-year deal. So we have to lose them three. Hmm. I'll do that to sign Kawhi. <laughs> so we're looking at a new era for the Lakers. And it's interesting because it's not necessarily what I wanted. We won 35 games with a brand new young team. That's not nothing. That's something there. Like literally four of our five starters have only been in the league two seasons. But it, but it seems like, because obviously when anywhere that LeBron goes, He's not really accustomed to young, inexperienced players. You know, he's, he he gets frustrated, he gets irritated, he gets mad. Gerald Smith is a veteran in the NBA, and that and, and the nigga looked at him crazy as hell when he didn't shoot the shot and they, and they lost. You know, in the finals. So, my question is 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 do you think that Le, that that LeBron is going to be able to work with these young players? Because it seems like they're replacing these young players. It seems like. Okay, Lonzo's there, and I like Lonzo. I'm, this is me talking as LeBron. Y'all got we got Lonzo. Lonzo's cool, but oh, sign Rondo, bring him over. You know, we let's get Lance Stevenson over. I remember him from the playoffs years back. Let's bring Lance Stevenson over. You know, let's bring who else are they gonna bring over to replace these young niggas? You know that 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 you are having faith upon. You know, but why do we have to replace them though? Because even in, in the piece that came out about LeBron. He came out and said he's excited to play with young players like Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. 
It scares me that he didn't mention Lonzo, <laughs> but I think that Lonzo is the perfect player for LeBron to gravitate to. Because we got to think, LeBron is hitting different phases. So sure, in his last phase, in his I got to beat the Warriors phase, in the I got to get a ring for Cleveland phase, yeah, he wants to play with veterans. But he just did that. And he saw that that didn't work out too well. And he did everything he could. All the naysayers about LeBron are gone. There's not that many people saying LeBron can't close. LeBron can obviously close. Oh, LeBron can't take over a playoff game. Obviously, he can do that. So he's done everything already. I think the only thing LeBron hasn't shown is I can develop a young team. Every team he's gone to, he mortgages the future. Right. So the only criticism on LeBron is every team you leave is worse when you're gone. Let's see if we can see a LeBron who can teach young players and create a dynasty after him. Because the Lakers, hopefully for him, is a team he wants to own one day. So he should be invested in Brandon Ingram. He should be invested in Lonzo. And I think he is. That's why he signed a four-year deal. Because if you think about it, the only time he signed long deals is when he was too young to know any better. First deal, when he was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He signed a ring. long deal yeah. with Pat Riley. Never signed a long deal with Cleveland again. Every year he was in Cleveland, it was a one-year deal. And then his first deal with the Lakers, he signs a long-term deal for four years. So one, that shows he doesn't trust Dan Gilbert. He didn't trust Cleveland. He said, I'm going to sign a one-year deal, so if y'all ever act Fugazi, I can leave immediately. And what I did get they the, do? I can get the <laughs> they fuck they out of here. They traded his point guard. And they <laughs> went and traded Kyrie without his consent. He didn't okay the tr- Kyrie trade. He was like, let's fix this. But they traded because Dan Gilbert is a dumbass. He had dumbass nigga. So LeBron, it's an ultimate slap in the face to Dan Gilbert that the whole time he was with him, one-year deal. First time, because this they, there was a report that came out that said his meeting with Magic was the first time he's ever sat down with Magic one-on-one. And after one time sitting down with Magic, you sign a four-year deal, something you never did with Cleveland, something that literally caused them to not be able to plan for the future because they didn't know what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. But you're going to give the Lakers the security to know, I'm here for at least three years. We don't have to go out and make a bunch of outrageous trades, mortgage the future because you're here. We have the leverage now because you're here and you've signed. So now you have to develop these young players. And I'm excited to see what LeBron does with these young players. But honestly, it doesn't matter because as we were recording this show, DeMarcus Boogie Goddamn Ugh. Cousins side with the Goddamn the Warriors. And the NBA just keeps going, man. Literally, Thanos surprises. just got another freaking monster on his oh. team. So, and LeBron is now in the West and now has to make it through the Warriors to even make it back to the championship. And so that's and so that's crazy. And I I I knocked LeBron for for ring chasing, you know that that was my, that's my only nick on his legacy is him switching teams up, trying to find all these players that he can co-op, you know, that he could coexist with, that'll flourish, and that he could really ball with and win a championship. You know that that's that's my only criticism with him. Other than him, he's really doing, he's really the greatest. You know, he's really he's really making it happen. But 
I feel like that that takes a hit on his legacy. So I want you, you know, and, and and he could very well end his legacy in LA, you know, now that he's doing this. Like you said, he wants to own the team. He wants to he wants to be in more of a power position than he is as a player, especially as an older player that isn't gonna, you know, it, that's gonna get cheated out of MVPs and, and 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 all that shit now that he's older. You know, they're gonna give it to younger kids and, and more exciting players as LeBron gets older. So let me ask you, especially being on the Lakers, let's let's say he does retire on the Lakers. Let's say let's say he sign he goes for how old is that? How old is he going to be after after four? Thirty seven. He's going to be thirty seven. He might play maybe a two a season or two, maybe sign another two year and then retire. You know, so his son comes in and then he plays as a Laker, as a Laker great, which is he, which which he's going to be. Where do you see his career? Is, is is it is it affected because he went to L A. not to chase a ring, or or do you think he went to L A. and now L A. is supposed to rip everything apart and make it so he can get a ring? Well, I, I'm so happy you asked that question because that's an awesome question. First off, if LeBron didn't play another basketball game ever in his life, if he retired tomorrow, he's a top five, if not top three, NBA player of all time. No question. Shut up about it. It doesn't matter what you think. He's better than Larry Bird. He's better than Bill Russell. He's better than... He's honestly better than Magic, but we'll talk about that more later. So... Him going to the Lakers doesn't do anything for his life. If he came out and averaged zero points a game, it doesn't change anything because he's done everything. Now for the Lakers, that's why I'm happy he came to the Lakers and not somewhere like New York because we're not going to do that. And I think that's why he came here. I think he came to L.A. to get a sense of normality in his life because in Cleveland, you're the fucking North Star. Like, you're everything. But in L.A., you got Magic, you got Will Smith, you got Jack Nicholson, you got Kevin Hart, you got all these people that LeBron, honestly, is just another guy. Right. And then you look at the Laker greats, he's just another guy. If he wins two championships with L.A., he's what? The fourth greatest Laker? (laughs) Third greatest Laker? So I feel like he came to L.A. to be around peers. I think he is greatness. He's the epitome of greatness. But when you live in a place like Cleveland and your greatness, you're too much of a beacon. You're too much of a light for a bunch of moths to just go crazy. In L.A., you're another person. They see stars all the time. They see, like, you think about his kids. Mm -hmm. If his kids go to school in Cleveland and you're LeBron's son, you're the biggest thing in the school. But if you're going to school with Willow Smith and freaking all these other <laughs> and Drake's right. Drake's other son that we don't know about that's 16 and we just missed this nigga. <laughs> he happened to hoop now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Shaq LA. Son, like <laughs> Exactly. L.A. is the only place for a megastar to get some sense of normality. Because you're right. He's just a kid from Akron. But now he's a multi-billionaire. So it's like you have to go where your flock is. You have birds of a feather flock together. You're not going to find those birds in Cleveland. <laughs> so you got to go to a place. Because even Miami for NBA, for sports, is still mid-major. It's not a big market. So he's never been in a big He's never been in a Philly, a Boston, a New York, That's or an true. L.A. And only one of them give you summer all year round. <laughs> all them other places cold as shit. Boston racist than a motherfucker, and they <laughs> might trade Kyrie. They've uh, been talking about they would trade Kyrie for Kawhi Leonard if it was available. Uh, 
So there's no loyalty in Boston and LA and and Bron's like I can go to LA, I can learn from Magic cuz really LeBron never had a father figure. So right. he gets to look to somebody like Magic and be like this is the only person in my life that I can actually learn from and grow from. He's reached out to Kobe before like he's trying to move to the next phase of his life. It's bigger than basketball. LeBron's always been bigger than basketball. Yeah. But that's the generation that he started is young black men, you're not just a soldier for hire for these old white owners. You're the product. You're the important one. You are the city. You are the you are the team. You are the one that is going to be able to bring or take away from you know, exactly. So control your shit. Sign a one-year deal and tell them if you act fugazi, I will leave and I will take my brand and my power and I will leave. Even like Paul George, we hate that he didn't stay, he didn't come to LA, but he's like, I can do everything I want and more. He has a good situation in Oklahoma. In. Exactly, you right. Because it's the <laughs> internet age. I don't have to live in LA. I don't have to live in New York. But for LeBron having a family and kids. And having two multi-million dollar homes in L.A., it makes sense that for an older man with kids and a family, he wants to move to a, a living situation that's better for him. And it just so happened that his work not is just there. So happened, it ha- it's not just so happened. He built himself and his brand up to the power that he has to be able to go wherever the fuck he wants. Exactly. You know, that's that, the that, that, whole that's, a, that's why LeBron. he can go to L.A. Fuck it. Where am I going? I'm going to go to L.A. Why? Because I'm LeBron and I've been going to where the fuck I want. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. LeBron is marking a new era. So it's hard for us old school NBA fans to be like, what is going on? Because we're used to our our players being loyal. We're used it, to Jalen Rose. in the city. Yeah. Boom. being the Jalen Rose signed a nine city. year, $100 million contract. Like <laughs> nine years? You're there for a decade? Yeah. The team has all the control so that when they wanted to trade him to the Knicks, even though the team was lit, bye, see ya. (laughs) So LeBron is the change. LeBron Mm -hmm. is the most important basketball player of all time because what he's doing is he's saying basketball is a young black man sport. So it's about time that the young black man takes control of the sport rather than being loyal to these old white men who will trade you as soon as your hip goes out quick if you five nine and your hip bad we'll trade you first train <laughs> Even if going. you have a great season don't give a fuck get out of here let's go <laughs> so let's see what the nba has to unfold because it's the just the beginning of free agency oh my so i can't wait you're right can't wait I to got see the and we didn't even talk about demarcus cousins going to the, the fucking yeah. warriors uh, shout out to utah uh, county i'm coming back we're gonna talk open. about it because my I utah county folks love talking basketball but let's take a break let's listen to some music and we're gonna wrap this episode up on the sensei said so show yeah 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 i made a promise to the niggas in my city I'ma go and make it happen. I made a promise to the niggas rocking with me. I'ma go and make it happen. I made a promise to the niggas in my city. I'ma go and make it happen. I made a promise to the niggas rocking with me. I'ma go and make it happen. I remember when they used to tell me that you the one you gotta make it. Giving visions of the city's future. And now I know I gotta take it. I'm the monster from the underwater, the originator of the lake hits. Got a blessing from the whole city to run and go and spread the lake shit. All eyes open. I got the vision firing off on a pass. Bad boy. 
rockin' I got the wisdom, try not to end up in prison There are some that wanna see me fail, but I am looking down on the hatred Hating on me ain't doing nothing for you, but I see you that saying I made a promise to the niggas in my city, I'ma go and make it happen Made a promise to the niggas rockin' with me, I'ma go and make it happen I made a promise to the niggas in my city, I'ma go and make it happen Made a promise to the niggas rockin' with me, I'ma go and make it happen Ain't an easy city catch fire, but there's one thing that I know When the chilly niggas feel the fire, brother, I know this shit gon' blow Put my hand down on every city, cause I'm about to make this shit go Precipitating on the whole crowd, it's about to make my shit fro Lake City, that's the birthplace, in the box state, that's home Met some cool niggas from the 303, smoking J's out in the blow Brother Nick in the full coat, with the swish sweets on go I got two homes and they on my back, and I'm about to let the world know I made a promise to the niggas in my city, I'ma go and make it happen Made a promise to the niggas rocking with me, I'ma go and make it happen I made a promise to the niggas in my city, I'ma go and make it happen Made a promise to the niggas rocking with me, I'ma go and make it happen I made a promise to the niggas in my city Made a promise to the niggas rocking with me Made a promise to the niggas in my city Made a promise to the niggas rocking with me I got the vision. I got the vision. I promise. I got the vision. Tell them that I got the vision. Swear to God. All eyes open. I got the vision. All eyes open. I got the vision. Vision, all eyes on me. Hey, I got the vision. I promise. <laughs> By yours truly, Sensei, Vio Sensei, 26 Dread Kage, her the music clan. Y'all already know what it is. What's that song called? Visions. I got the vision. I got the vision. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to put that on the new tape that I put out. You should. Sensei said so.com. You know, new music, the new episodes, the new content, the guests, the everything y'all need, man. And I've really been thinking about it and. I, I've i decided that really 98% of my music will only be on the Sensei Said So website. And honestly, I make better music than your favorite artists. So <laughs> we're going to give you more incentive to tune in. But let me not talk too much because let me actually put it out. But I actually have my album out. My, my second official album, but probably the realest thing that I've ever written up until this new stuff which is Sunday Morning Sessions, Monday Night Confessions, which Preach. is now available for listen, download, and purchase on the Sensei Setso website. So you already know because you're listening, but tell your friends and family, let's keep spreading this because you know we're going far. We got the dojo. We have different things going on. We're continuing to move forward. Every step we take is a step towards eventually what Utah is going to become. I look at Salt Lake and I drive around and I see the billion dollar companies that are moving to Lehigh and all the real estate infrastructure that's going on throughout Salt Lake County. And as these things grow, the industry of music and entertainment in the city will grow. Will grow. So the people who are setting strong roots will eventually be your hubs. So it's up to you to pick and choose who you're gonna choose because there's only but so many. <laughs> there's only but so many people doing this in a way 
that's gonna last that's longer gonna, than that you can next tell year. that you can tell your kids and your nieces and nephews yeah i used to listen to the sensei said so too that's crazy when i was younger i, I knew them yeah they, they're exactly. really that's crazy that you listen to them now years later <laughs> shout out to all the i knew him people that i'm gonna forget on the way i'm just kidding <laughs> i won't forget y'all one of the things that i say because and i'm glad that you brought that up because people be saying like don't forget me when you're famous and I always say, well, then be memorable, motherfucker. <laughs> so if I can leave you with one thing is don't just be a, I hope you remember me ass. Be memorable. Be memorable. Do something memorable. You can do something as simple as memorable as sending us a heartfelt message on Facebook talking about how much we mean to you or supporting the show, putting your friends and family onto it. It's not that hard to be memorable. So if you tell me, don't remember me, I'm going to tell you. Don't be forgotten. <laughs> I like that. Rest in peace, Triple X. Rest mm. in peace, Cleveland. Rest in peace, oh. Kevin Love. You already know this is the... <laughs> oh, my God. Sensei said so show. We are your senseis. I am Vio Sensei. 36 Dread Kage, the music clan. 10th tribe of Wakanda. Do you hear me? Ooh. And y'all already know to close it up. Who coming through is Shadow the Dark Villain of the Wave Navy. So... For conclusion, pull your double cups up two times, and we appreciate and love all y'all, so prosper, be memorable, and do your due diligence for the community. And we back next week on the Sensei Said So Show. One love.